0: Now then, we're going to kick off the show with a remarkable story. It does deal with sensitive subjects. Yes, small children and sensitive listeners should be advised and all that. But I'm in love with this piece, and I think you will be too. See, a couple of months ago, Snap producer Anna Adlerstein she moved to the Big Apple. But once a snapper, always a snapper. I'll let Anna take it from here. New York City, peace and blessings to all of y'all. Happy hump day, hump day, hump day, hump day. Like I got a smile out of you, so I'm good.
1: It's just past midnight on the A train headed to Brooklyn. The car is half full. A woman holds up a binder full of prints and starts flipping through them.
0: So my name is Kimono. It means she who dances with the spirit of our ancestors. I am a poet, visual artist, and budding fashion designer. I'm going to do a quick walkthrough so you guys can see. I painted this jacket that I'm wearing. I'm also painted this shoe.
1: Shakamono is tall with striking features. She's wearing a painted-up jean jacket, and her dreadlocks are pulled loosely behind her head. She's confident, projects loudly, and as she moves about the car, she recites a poem.
0: Because despite the dark clouds, I have to keep a smile on my face. Because optimism will always be the queen of my religion. And she keeps me going strong. Harshest conditions.
1: A few people look up, some give her money, and then she gets off at the next stop.
0: Who we at? Oh, shoot. All right. Have a blessed one, everybody. Please. Have a wonderful, blessed day. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, come on in. It's one week later, and Shaw is sipping tea in my living room. She's wearing the same jean jacket from the train. Up close, you can see that it's painted with an elaborate scene of lions and comets and ancient Egyptian symbols. Shaw charges her phone while we talk.
0: Check one two one two one two. My name is Shah Kamono. It's a pleasure to be here with Sister Anna. Anna. That sounds even more sexier than Anna.
1: Hola, cómo estás? Mi nombre is Anna. <laughs> Meet <laughs> chat about David Bowie in astrology. She's a Libra. Chad tells me that she lives in Far Rockaway, but she grew up in Michigan with four siblings and her mom.
0: My mom worked for the slaughterhouse, and um, she slaughtered pigs for a living and salted them. So Thorn Apple Valley bacon and all of that, yeah, my mom was one of those people who packaged and processed the meat. She lost her job. She had to at that job for almost 10 years. So she lost all her benefits, all her pension. She lost everything. And I remember um, my sisters and brothers, they had a lot of issues. I'm the youngest. They had a lot of issues. And they had kids, too. And I, I dealt with a lot. And I remember just like, here we are dealing with, with with this lights off and gas off and no heat. And the kids and barely having food in the refrigerator, you know. It, it bothered me. And I remember shouting to them. I don't want to live no more. I was telling him I'ma kill money. I'ma kill myself. Y'all gonna find my body. And I remember cutting myself. And I said, you know what? Instead of just cutting, let's just cut our wrist and allow you not. His voice was like, don't do it. Like, just like you can hear my voice. I heard a voice. I was in a room by myself. Don't do it. I looked. I'm like, and the next thing it said, my children need you. I don't know who this was, what it was, but I threw that knife down. I looked out the window, out the the little curtain to see if anybody was sitting out there in the kitchen. It's like nobody's sitting in the kitchen. This voice came from in here. I'm just sitting there like crying like, so I just started speaking speaking to whatever it was in, in my in my head like, but they don't understand me. Nobody loves me. My sisters hate me. They don't know I suffer too. And my brother comes in the room. And he's like, bones, because I was real skinny, bones. You got to stop trying to kill yourself. You got to stop. He's like, what are you doing? Because I had a little blood on my my wrist from cutting myself. He was like, you know you hurt your mother every time you, every time you say you stormed to this house and you're going to kill yourself. You make our mommy suffer. She's been through a lot. And he's like, look. He pulled the curtain back, and she was just sitting there, like, shaking, lighting a cigarette. And, And I remember how awful I felt watching her suffer and knowing how much she's already suffered. And it made me cry. Like, even now, it, it gives me emotion because it's like, I don't want to don't want be the one to cause her pain because all my life, I've known that I'm the one that saved her life. She was going to commit suicide and then she got pregnant with me. So I couldn't be the source of her pain. So I stopped claiming to kill myself. And that voice scared shit out of me. It didn't scare me, it was just like, okay, I hear God, okay. Because it's like, I used to always battle with Maybe they were just my own thoughts of worthlessness and stuff like that. Especially after I had an accident when I was younger. My sister's boyfriend beat the crap out of me. I was like 14. And he beat me so bad, my face was swollen. And I really became angry. Like, I became raging angry. Because not only did this man not go to jail for what he did, but my family let him back in the house. And then he started trying to rape me. And he didn't want to get caught because he had got another girl pregnant, some 17-year-old kid. And he didn't want to have to go through that. So he started convincing my sister to put me on birth control to cover up his tracks. But I didn't allow it. I told my sister, wake up. He's trying to have sex with me. One time everybody was gone, he came came back to the house and he noticed everybody was gone, everybody was gone except for the kids. And he dragged me to the back, snatched my pants down and put his hand in my crotch. And my oldest nephew, his name is Chauncey. Chauncey stood at the doorway. He had to be like seven, maybe eight years old. And I remember his eyes, he was like, the ancestors embodied my nephew. Because he stood there like a toy soldier. And he just stared straight at the guy. And He was just staring at him. And this stare was like, if I was big enough, I would kill you for what you're doing to my auntie right now. He was yelling, go back to go back in there and play. He didn't flinch. Go! He threw something at the door. He didn't flinch. He stood there. And then he got up, buckled his pants up, and thought, my nephew, didn't I tell you to go? And then as he was trying to, you know, dragging my nephew to go, I ran out in there with him. And I told him, but nobody did anything. Nobody did anything. We never went to therapy. We never did nothing. Just, this happened. We're going to sweep it under the rug. It doesn't exist. What do you do when that that rug pile up? So I left. And I felt like a disappointment. Because I always had this big dream that I would be something great and help my family to overcome the struggle of poverty. And I remember being on a train and just feeling so ashamed. And... I tried to open my mouth to ask to share poetry and stuff, and I couldn't. I just kept crying because it took a long time to just accept the power that I am. And when I feel like I'm doubting it, trust me, the powers that be show up in physical form and say, this is what you're supposed to do. Don't stop. So my name is Shah Kimono, brothers and sisters. It means she who dances with the spirit of our ancestors. I am a multi-talented artist.
1: On the express train back to Manhattan, Shaw holds onto the pole in the middle with one hand and her papier-mâché shoe with the other. As she speaks, a couple of middle-aged women who look like they're dressed for church not along.
0: Because as a child who grew up in poverty, I found that some people who've never been through the struggle may never understand it. If they don't have a third eye,
1: yes. A young boy and his father sit across from her, And the boy's eyes stay fixed on Shaw the whole time, watching her as she swings from the pole. Be grateful
0: that you don't have to go through that show. Be grateful that you got a good father and good family. Some people don't have
1: one. As Shaw is about to get off, the boy rushes up to her and asks for a card.
0: Can I get a card? Yes, you
1: can.
0: Absolutely. You're welcome. All right, this is my stop.
1: We all get off the train together, and when the crowd thins, the boy and his dad are still with us on the platform. They tell Shaw that they're living in a shelter.
0: Are you serious?
1: Shaw takes the boy by the shoulders.
0: Don't give up. And don't Absolutely. let the situation make you feel bad about who you are.
1: She tells him to listen for the voices of his ancestors, that when he needs them, they'll be there.
0: Don't forget that. That's J.Mez and Paris. It's a pleasure to meet your parents. It's a pleasure to meet you, J.Mez follow your dreams and thank you for asking for a card stay strong nine nine the first time i was homeless i was eight we were homeless twice my mother had the same job don't blame yourself and don't let nobody make you feel less than because some of the most beautiful make you stronger like it did me, okay? Peace. Thank you so much, Shaw Kimono, for sharing your story. If you're in New York, keep your eyes peeled for Shaw around the five boroughs, teaching art classes to youth, at clubs, performing music, dance, poetry. We'll have links to her art on our homepage, snapjudgment.org. And if you catch her on the train, send her our love. That story was produced by Anna Allerstein.